I'm Lisa Hagen. And I'm Chris Axel. We're the hosts of No Compromise, NPR's new podcast exploring one family's mission to reconstruct America using two powerful tools, guns and Facebook. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Join us for the No Compromise podcast from NPR. From NPR Music, this is Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras. I say this every year, but it does bear repeating. Every month here on Alt Latino is Latino Heritage Month. But since there is a national designation of Hispanic Heritage Month, I use it to put the spotlight on the variety of cultures represented here in the U.S. And this week, we're going to kick things off with a bit of music that brings together two branches of the African diaspora in a very musical way. We're listening to a track from a new album by the John Santos Sextet. It's called Art of Descarga. John Santos is a respected veteran of the Bay Area jazz and Afro-Caribbean music scene, and he has been making music that fuses jazz and African-American tradition with Afro-Caribbean music for decades. I asked him to talk about his new record, but also to help those of you who are new to jazz to understand what to listen for and how to appreciate a music that is so layered with history and significance, but it's also a joy to listen to. First off, I asked him about the idea that being older is, in fact, not a bad thing when playing jazz. In fact, it's a plus. I'm sure I speak for everybody in my group when I say that we're students. You know, you never, ever come close to learning all there is to learn about this genre. And I'm being very general when I say that. I'm just talking about music in the Americas. It includes jazz, but it includes all the great traditions that come from up and down the Americas. And we're students, you know, so each time that we are able to put out a recording, a document of what we're doing, it's, um, it's basically a snapshot of where we're at at the time and what we've learned up to that moment. And we, we're always striving to find better ways to do things and better ways to express ourselves. I think that uh, we both learned a little something uh, from who our heroes are, because as growing up, you know, I think a lot of times the emphasis is on youth, all the rock and roll stuff we grew up on. But like early on, I noticed that the people that I respected were looking up to people like Muddy Waters and B.B. King and 
and in, in Afro-Cuban music, people like Armando Peraza, it's like it seemed like with age comes wisdom, right? And I learned that early on uh, by watching these other people who they admired. So you're right. We get As we get older, hopefully we're getting wiser and, and getting a little better. Hopefully. It's not always the case, as we see in politics, but hopefully that's going to happen. <laughs> okay. okay, man. Timbalero Orestes Vilato has been a big part of John Santos's life and music going back decades. He's on the new album, and John Santos offers some musical insight so we can listen with a specific ear on the contribution of Orestes Vilato. Most certainly. We're very lucky in regards to Orestes, particularly, because, as you mentioned, he's just he's amazing. But he, he's the epitome of a living legend, and he's been that for, for decades. He's really important in the creation of the salsa scene in New York City and the Cuban roots that that salsa scene has. Orestes has a lot to do with it. He's a master danzonero, perhaps, you know, arguably the master supreme timbalero in the danzon tradition on the planet. He's just been, he's, he's comes from that tradition. And that's where the instrument that he plays, the timbales, that he, that he mainly is known for, is born in the danzon tradition. And that's something that most timbaleros, especially outside of the traditional Cuban music, are not exposed to that style. It's, it's, it's more rare now. It used to be super popular and back going back to the turn of the century and through the 40s and 50s. And now it's it's much more rare. But that's where the instrument was born. And he knows that tradition. And he was the guy in New York out of all the great timbaleros, including Tito Puente and Caco and all the great Orlando Marin, all the great Boricuas. You know, they didn't have that tradition of the danzón that Orestes brought. So he's also very innovative, multi-percussionist. He happens to, I'm not just saying that because he happens to be my padrino. <laughs> but I'm saying that because I met him in the late 70s, and we've been close ever since then. He moved out here two years later to play with Santana, as you know, and he was with Santana for nine years. During that whole time, he was recording with us and playing with us in between the tours with Santana. And then in 89, when he left Santana, he joined my group, the Machete Ensemble, on a permanent basis. He's been on every recording that I put out through the 80s, 90s, and up to the present moment. Thank you. 
You're listening to Alt Latino. My name is Felix Contreras. I'm talking to John Santos, who's uh, speaking to us from his home in uh, California, in the Bay Area, talking about the new album by the John Santos Sextet. It's called The Art of the Descarga. Okay, I'll let you pick the next tune. What song should we hear next from your record? Uh, Los Misterios. That's my favorite one. I've decided that Los Misterios is my favorite song on the record. 
I'll tell you why, because I'm close to all these songs. You know, I've, I've been there from their conception and their birth, but Los Misterios somehow really uh, speaks to me and I love it for, for a couple of reasons. First of all, I want to mention that it's the brainchild of the its composer, our bassist, Saul Sierra. And Saul is a Chilango. He was born in Mexico City. And uh, that song is about Mexico City for him. He said that Mexico City is a city of mysteries. And just under the surface, in, even in a literal way, exists all of this history, all this indigenous history and secrets and mysteries right under the concrete in the street, right under the foundations of all the places, all the homes, all the business districts. Everything there has its mystery. So wherever you go, you could feel the the ancestors and you could feel the, the spirit in the place. And that's what inspired him to write this, this, this beautiful song. And I feel that in what he wrote. Also, um, he did a brilliant job of writing a rumba with clave in odd meter. Not an easy thing to do. Okay, for the non-musicians out there, tell me if this if this is accurate. This is how I describe it. Okay, so people who are listening, imagine you're you're walking along and and you see a child skip, right? Or if you skip and it's, there's a rhythm to it, you're skipping. Now imagine doing it in a hopscotch where you skip, you put your feet down, you do these different things, you're still skipping, but there's a a way to alter the rhythm of that hopscotch, right? Of that skip pattern. That's what an odd meter does. <laughs> like it, it, okay. It, that's it, good. That's good. It, that's, 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 a, that's a little esoteric, actually, but I like it.
John, again, thank you so much for joining us on Alt Latino, talking about the album. Again, the John Santos Sextet. The album's called The Art of the Descarga. And if anyone knows about The Art of Descarga, it's going to be John Santos, my old friend from many, many years. Bro, thanks a lot for being on the show. My pleasure. Always, anytime, anytime, anytime. Thank you, Felix. And now we move to a different sound. The touch of your eyes putting on my shoes Seems on a whim She's my wife's wig off oh, oh. Without a care, then place with my hotel People who like Devendra Banhart really like Devendra Banhart, and it just may be because he challenges a world that craves categorization. He was U.S. born, raised in Venezuela, then eventually made his way to California to study art. And along the way, he developed an eye and an ear for, let's call it, the esoteric. His music and his collaborations are unpredictable. His music has roots in folk music from here and in Venezuela, or at least it's influenced by his life experiences in both countries. His new EP is called Vast Ovoid. It's a collection of songs that he says didn't fit the theme of his 2019 album called Ma. And it presented a great opportunity to sit down and talk with the enigmatic thinker. I had help with this interview. Isabella Gomez is a former Croc fellow at NPR and is currently reporting and producing for NPR News. And she helped produce this story and joins in on the conversation. Devendra Banhart, welcome to Alt Latino. It's really an honor and a pleasure to have you here, bro. Hi, Felix. Hi, Isabella. Oh, my pleasure. Isabella Gomez, why don't you go ahead and start us off with the questions? Sure. Okay, so this EP, right, it came from um, recording sessions from your album from last year, Ma, but you said that this doesn't really fit that same theme. I saw you wrote a really beautiful caption on Instagram when you announced it. 
talking about how it explores the space between disillusion and disappointment. Can you talk a little bit more about how those themes play into the songs? I mean, they're, inter they're related, but disillusion has a lot more space. Even the word itself, imagine something dematerializing. You know, this huge, con seemingly concrete object in front of you is an obstacle. And, and in disillusion, even approaching an obstacle with using the word disillusion can help dissolve that obstacle in a way, right? <laughs> You know, and I'm just talking about mental obstacles, of course, and the way we deal with physical obstacles as well. And then disappointment, it seems to be an Im like a real impasse. And it, it seems harder to kind of navigate around an obstacle when we're utilizing disappointment as, as a word to express the emotion that the obstacle is kind of creating. So if I feel disillusionment from a situation that I really find difficult or almost near intolerable, I wonder if anyone can relate <laughs> to some a difficult moment. <laughs> you know, there's a lot more room if I use the word disillusionment. I feel disillusioned right now. I feel disillusioned by the situation. It's not always funny is kind of like how to just kind of walk through the fire with a bit of... Uh, with some sense, some sense of humor, if you can. I was watching this show Succession, on an HBO show, and there's a scene where the one of the people from the show is having a one night stand with a guy who's like a a dummy kind of guy, like a dumb guy, and 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 she goes like, oh, something about the news or politics, and he goes, I get all my politics from from comedy, and and I thought that was so funny because. They were making fun of the person who says, I get all my politics from comedy, but I prefer to get all my politics from comedy. It was so great. It was funny to be like the butt of a joke on a TV show. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how to answer that question. I just tried and failed. <laughs> no, that was great. But I was interested in, in hearing about that process because the songs had a lot of perspective coming off of what Ma was and coming off of the moment that we're in right now. They seemed very, very fitting. This is right now the adjustment to a post-COVID world. Like for me, at least, it's like I'm really now facing having to adjust to a post-COVID world. It's, it's interesting because I can feel it in all music and, and art and, and cultural artifacts, whatever you want to call it. You want to put TV and movies and, and, and everything that I now encounter feels like missing a COVIDness to it. You see what I'm saying? So like any TV show that I now want to dive into that I didn't watch back in the day and now I'm going to watch or whatever it is or any album I've, I've been meaning to get to that, that came out, you know, any time before the last, like, let's say four, six months, anything before that feels empty of a COVIDness consciousness. And so it doesn't make it any worse, but it makes it oh, wow, this is like a pre-COVID, uh, you know, work. And I can really feel that now. It's so, it's so fascinating. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Do you feel any of that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I, I think some things just feel like it's a, from a whole different world now, um, even if it was just from like a couple of months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The title is based on a creation myth that the world is an egg and when you crack it open, the sun is the yolk. And it's this kind of very ancient creation myth. But also 
vast ovoid can be interpreted interpreted in Spanish as huevón, huevón, which is it. You know, huevón varies from you know from Central to South America. And I'm not sure what it means in Spain, but in Venezuela, huevón is pretty utilitarian because you can say it with a lot of love and you can say it with some spite. But huevón is basically idiot kind of right i mean it's kind of egghead i guess that's the word so i thought that was quite appropriate for my work <laughs> let's take a music break i want to hear uh the title track tell us a little bit about the title track of the ep this is the only song that in a way relates to the record ma which is this maternal album and this kind of the theme is maternity and kind of uh trying to imagine sending a message to this kind of unborn child kind of feeling right so vast ovoid the, the parent is an alien who's just kind of arrived on Earth and spent a little bit of time. And um, I think that's what we're trying to give a feeling of like a craft arriving on, on, into Earth. And then an alien observing, making, a, making a, a statement, which is what the lyrics are, and then kind of taking off. Oh, and then, you know, it turns into like bossa nova guitar chords over almost a drum and bass thing. Mm -hmm. And it's just a terrible sound. It's just terrible. It's just, but 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 I I'd never heard that combination. So I thought let's just hear it. let's see what that sounds like. But it's something. But that relates to now because you know, like when you read the New York Times, you know, they'll, at the end they'll just be like, here's a baking recipe. So here's my at the end of the New York Times. Let's get past all the big heavy yeah. stuff. You know, m mismatching is really fun. You know, you've got your <laughs> closet. You're not dressing up for anyone else for but yourself. So you know, just dress really weird. Go for it. You know, just like today, like I'm just gonna wear some weird stuff. A wetsuit, uh, half wetsuit. I don't know if you have a wedding dress, wedding dress and a wetsuit. I don't know. Just mix it up, mix it up today. And that's what the end of the song is, is supposed to be. Just really, really, really bad outfit. Thank you. 
You are listening to All Latino. I'm Felix Contreras. Uh, I'm on the line with uh, Isabella Gomez from NPR and also Devandra Benhart. If people could see the uh, Zoom call that we're on, we, they'd see that you're wearing a hat that says, Steal Your Face. And that is uh, a symbol for the Grateful Dead, a phrase for the Grateful Dead, a f- part of a lyric. So tell us about that you have... Did I hear like a, a newfound uh, fascination or appreciation for the Grateful Dead and their lyrics? I don't know if it's newfound. I think it's more like I'm less intimidated by, uh, I don't know how to put it. Okay, so it's not newfound, but it is, but it is so deep. And it's been so deep for so long that I just got to come out of the, the, the dead closet and, and really embrace it. And I feel like the dead are helping me through this time immensely immensely. So many of us cannot see our parents. This is a crisis. And in those instances, we want something that's this maternal paternal thing. We need that. We need that consolation. We run to that safety. And and right now, literally, it's like not safe to run to your parents, let's say. But I turn to the dead for that maternal paternal feeling. I mean, I kind of did that before, but now more than ever. I'm just freaked out a little bit, a thought goes into my head, my gosh, I'm, I'm, you know, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, I just start to picture Jerry, and I feel better. I feel really, really safe with the dead. I came across the dead when I was a kid in Caracas. On the side of the street, they were selling bootleg CDs, and I bought Live Dead, but it didn't, it was all pixelated, so it didn't say any, I didn't know what, what band it was, but I first heard Dark Star. And, and, I, and, I, and I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. I wonder who this is. And then I even heard The Dead later. And it was like, oh, I like this band, but, but it's not as good as whatever this thing is. But I love what you were saying about The Dead feeling like a safe space right now. I like was very depressed at the beginning of quarantine. And then I put on Cornell and I was like, this is all I needed. My mental health r- restored immediately. We just did a cover of Franklin's Tower for the anniversary of Blues for Allah. And I cannot even be, I, I think I'm trying, but I haven't even begun to express how important the Grateful Dead are, how much I love the Grateful Dead, how much they, they help. They just like help so much. And really, I think they're one of the most greatest bands without a question of all time. And if you don't like the Grateful Dead, you don't, you haven't discovered the dead for you. There's a dead for everybody. There really is a dead for everybody. You go, oh, yeah, I heard that. No, I'm not. No, trust me. There is a dead for you.
All of that leads to the question, how is that influencing the music you create? How is it influenced in the past? And what do you think it'll do moving forward? It'll always be a, an anchoring kind of experience or something to return to, right? I think we'll always, always, you can always return to the dead. You catch your breath in a way. Uh, but the band itself, we're finally in this kind of jamming kind of place and wanting to jam a little bit more. That's profoundly ironic now that we can't see each other or play music. But... <laughs> That's kind of in, in our plan, if, if there is an opportunity to finally be in the same room, is to, to do something a little bit less rigid than, than these kind of songs, which is kind of what I do. Swatting a fly with nuclear bomb, minimum eye, pattern is gone, thoughts carry on. Oblivion in an aquarium of walls, filling my lungs. Devendra Banhart, man, thank you so much for joining us here on Alt Latino. It's long overdue, and it was a, it was a joy. It was a lot of fun to hang out and talk. Cool, a pleasure for me. Have, have a beautiful day. Uh, uh, thank you so much. My thanks again to NPR's Isabella Gomez and to both Devendra Banhart and John Santos. Thank you for helping us see and hear that Latin musicians making music can take many forms. You have been listening to Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras, and this is the track Let's See from Devandra Banhart. As always, thank you for listening, and please be careful out there. And what's more, see it rolling on the floor, recovering the thread of a broken narrative. And what's more, you don't need it anymore. Vision lights, 
things as they are Total guitar, company car Articulate, palm of your dream And an inspiring in-flight magazine Aunt Rita with lovely coasters In downtown Pharaoh's lair On an ocean of incarnations Directions that go everywhere It was divine in the pawn shop of everyone's mind Mother of pearl, mouth of a cat You were like that, you were like that And I've never heard music before So let's see what's in store I know you've never done it before Let's see what's in store I'm uh-huh. 